This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 39. Connoisseurs, guess what? We said that uh, last week we said, Scout, or you said that you were coming this week with NFL Draft Info. And look at what's happening. The football GM is not here. I'm here instead. Of course, I'm the basketball GM. What happened? Well, we decided to postpone for another week and try to dig into the NBA a bit more. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, folks. The draft stuff we'll do next week. We'll go over some things. We'll have a great time. Are you sure you're going to do it next week? I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. Just give me a week, folks. Don't worry. Am I joining you for that one now? Yeah, we're going to drag you in. um, So, folks, the basketball GM is going to have two hats. We're working on this. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we will have a three-man crew next week. Oh. We'll go through the draft with the focus on skill positions. I'm excited about that. Okay. Good. Yes. But stay tuned. Yeah, tonight, this episode, we will stay tuned. Thank you. But for this episode, it's, again, NBA playoffs. So, you ready? I'm all set. Here we go. So let's just go through in my order. We're going to start with the Thunder versus the Spurs. Um, Game four just wrapped up tonight, Sunday, uh, May 8th. Before we get into that, game two. And the call that will go down in infamy. <laughs> Are we going to discuss this? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about what happened in the last 13 and a half seconds of game two. Now, the NBA uh, came out and said that there were five. That's one, two, three, four, five. Five. Incorrect non-calls at the end of that game. Uh, first of which was Ginobili stepping on the line. Yes. The sideline, right? Yes. Then we had him getting knocked out by Deion Waiters, which, <laughs> which is an offensive foul, which is interesting. It's not uh, a technical or or some sort of other call. It is an offensive foul, according right. to the NBA. They said they've never seen it before, so now they have to train their officials in that. Uh, to me, that's bull. Sorry. I don't care if you're trained or not. Um, now, that's number two. Oh, yeah. That's an excuse. You can't. Yeah, that's. I don't even want to hear that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills were holding people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so those two things were called. And then once the ball was inbound and the shot went up, um, that's Mills' shot, and he missed. Ibaka was holding the jersey of LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes. So he couldn't get the rebound. So those are your five missed calls. What do you think about that in the history of the NBA? Let's just get a quick thought on that. Okay, four of the five are just run-of-the-mill action for the end of the game, right? Yeah, that's everything except for the offensive foul. Everything except for what Deion Waiters did, I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Um, people get held. 
Um, Jerseys, that's right, arms. Ginobili stepping on the line, that happens too. No one pays attention to that, but that happens. Yes. Um, I will say, though, um, after the shot went up to Patty Mills' miss, which I don't understand the shot, but nevertheless, I don't. I know. Um, The miss, the hold of LaMarcus Aldridge was quite agree. It was so extreme <laughs> that maybe that was a little unusual, but typically the officials want to let the players decide. And I understand that. I'm not against that. Um, but if it's patently obvious. Yeah. I know it's just a strange play. Now, as far as we want to get to the waiters deal, I yes, that was a new one on me. Um, doesn't surprise me. It was new to them, so it has to be new to all of us. Well, the thing is, that's that's their job. That's not an excuse. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, look. Oh, we're going to include it in trading now. I don't care what it is. Somebody hits another player during the inbound. Hello. Part of me me liked it, though. Well, yes. It was so, as they say, gangster. <laughs> can, we, can we just go out saying Patty Mills? Come on now, don't be taking that shot. Yeah, I don't understand that shot. We didn't need it because no. really the thing was there was enough time on that clock for you to yes. get it to someone else. Right. Um, okay. Now let's let's shuttle forward to Game Four. Uh, the Thunder tie it up. The series is tied at two two. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Now you said that the Spurs were going to sweep this. I one. did. I did, didn't I? Game One looked so bad, and I just didn't see an avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for OKC to make up enough ground to win, I didn't. Obviously, I was wrong. And now, part of that, as you know, because I have an affinity for Oklahoma City and Kevin Durant and, and my man Rossi, we both do. We both do, right? Is that sometimes I try to do this thing where I, I'm, I'm trolling the universe while well, overstated one way, and hopefully, <laughs> yeah. you know, I get smacked down. So this is the positive development for me. <laughs> Okay, but yes, I did predict sweep um, just because I didn't see, I see issues and saw issues with the Oklahoma City offense, right? Yeah. Um, We've talked about an ad nauseum about the flat-footed nature of it, where Kevin Durant tends to set up, and Russell Westbrook sometimes getting outside of himself, shall we call it. And again, by flat-footed, you mean that uh, Durant and Westbrook are creating their own shots. Right, from nothing. Yeah. From nothing. And that, the first, tonight was the first time I kind of saw more action mm-hmm. in their offense. Where right. Durant, they were setting yeah. pin downs, they were running Durant um, along the baseline, setting that pin down screen or a few staggers to get him open so he could catch and shoot. Yeah. Think about that, I'm not saying that you don't run isolation play. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to get people in the groove. And I think Kevin Durant got enough baskets. He saw the ball go in where he could become that guy that we know he can be talent-wise, where he started making those tougher shots. Yeah, he shot right. very well tonight. Yes. Uh, and what he was made he? some monster shots. Yeah. What was he, 14 to 25? 25, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's great. That's 56%. And... Um, he had what forty one? No, no, forty one. Forty one. Okay. Tied his career high for the playoffs, I believe. Tied it. That's right. That, that matters. Uh huh. So out there. Moving forward, Scout, do you still think that San Antonio pulls this one out? They still have home court. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, it's just such an unknown with Donovan there. 
and I was gonna end on this because I mentioned oh, okay. I jumped the gun a bit. No, that's good because I mentioned last week uh, that first game when we talked about this series start. I mentioned that one thing to, to keep in mind is that the Thunder uh, staff, their coaching staff, didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this series. Coming out of the first round series, correct. Exactly. Right. And here's the thing about this, and I learned this from the great Phil Jackson watching the Lakers, is that you only are you're only going to get a certain amount of adjustments throughout a series. Yes. And so you want to hold on to your, your adjustment as long as you can. That's why Phil Jackson and the Lakers and the Bulls teams we're accustomed to would always close teams out because he would wait because he didn't have to play that card. Right. And then he throws that adjustment at you when your back's against the wall and you, you don't have time. So the question is this. We saw the adjustments from Oklahoma City. And and when I say that, I mean from the players, most notably um, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And also from the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Right. So do they have anything else up their sleeve? Because we know Popovich is going in and taking a look at this. Oh, yeah. And one of the keys they did also when you run that kind of action is you, you you create switching. And Kevin Durant was able to operate against David West and guys like that a lot tonight. That's why you want the action, right? And mm-hmm. what you see in, in really uh, in an elite on an elite level, you see that in Golden State with that action creating advantageous situations for players. So you saw that tonight, but... It's game four, and we're knotted. Is that the? It was that Billy Donovan's trump card. Yeah. Also, because um, you know, they're going to adjust to it, and yeah, you're going back to San Antonio, right? And now the home versus away thing, right? Uh, they they've each won on the road now, right? Um, but you know what I have to say about game two? I mean, are you going to rely on everybody except for Aldridge shooting poorly? Um, Right. And we've had this talk. Um, I don't know if we want to go into the whole home road thing. Everyone, you know, I think everyone pretty much knows that on the road, you have to rely on your stars more because the the role players will just call them for lack of better terminology. That's what they are. Yeah. Tend to play worse or disappear when you're on the road. Right. You can just look at, at, at the Oklahoma City game tonight with Deion Waiters with 17, um, seven out of 11 from the floor. Yeah. Um, Steven Adams, who I tend to think shows up anyway. And canter because if you put them together, you get like a really strong center. <laughs> yeah, the two right, of them. Yeah. Right. But Adam, 16 tonight, 11 rebounds. You know, Ibaka is just. Anyway. Please, that's not going. Yeah, in. I'm not going to go there. I, I can't. Uh, so, um, even. Um, so, Randy Foy came in and gave him nine minutes, two out of three, five points. And so, then, you know. Same thing for San Antonio, Aldridge, right. you know. Let's talk about that, right? That home cooking. Mm-hmm. Because we love the whole star, superstar, what level are you on discussion, right? Yes. Um, Aldridge was just lights out in San Antonio. I mean, 40 points, maybe high 30s one game, 40 the other. Yeah. Unstoppable. Now, you move to the road, that 40-point game doesn't pack its bags. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's now, yeah, the forty-point game is still in bed. Yeah, you're right. Still right. It's still in San Antonio. It's like I'm not going there with you. So, but the the, the key is now he again he's had two twenty-point games, right? Yeah, but that's not the same. No, 
Now, that's why when we look at this, and I think you, I don't even think, I know you agree, GM, that Kawhi Leonard is the star maybe moving into superstar level at some point along this journey. Because even if we move back to game three, Kawhi played huge still. Yeah. Right, when they won that, now they won that game. He played huge. Aldridge, you kind of saw the level dip. And and the thing about Kawhi also, he's steadier than Aldridge, yeah. like you're saying. Right. Um, yeah. He had 21 tonight, you know, mm-hmm. but still, you know, Kawhi, his game travels. And, and I'm not saying that to completely to denigrate Aldridge because he still, you know, he still went and got 20. Yeah. But he's just not the same. You're going to see the the, the the highs and lows, the peaks and valleys with him, I think, more so than you'll see with a Kawhi Leonard or that great player who's going to give you something similar. Plus, or maybe Ka- elevate that play on the road. Well, plus Kawhi Leonard has a lot of responsibilities. Um, right. Especially yeah. defensively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the two-way player. Um, elite two-way mm-hmm. player. We're, we're, we're safe in saying that. So, yeah, it's I, I, I would still take San Antonio. I'm hoping for Oklahoma City. I love you, Pop. Don't get me wrong. Do you well, think that the Thunder will win another game? Yes. Oh, so you say in seven games this one? I'm gonna go seven on this. Oh, okay. Right. I'm gonna go San Antonio in seven. Hmm. I'm gonna say just for, for a little spice, San Antonio in six. Okay. So you think so, they did the next two? I'm just saying it. So um, let's go to Warriors versus Trailblazers, the other semifinal out west. Um, Game three, uh, finally the Trailblazers won. That was at home for them. Uh, We do have some people in the media coming out talking about the absence of Steph Curry, which is hilarious to me because um, <laughs> they lost. Write those articles. Yeah, well, you know they had those articles at the ready. They were just waiting for this to happen so they could yeah. release them. I know these people. Um, so, uh, just forgetting that, remember, I know it's the regular season, but the Trailblazers were one of the teams to beat yeah. Golden State, and it was at home, and Steph Curry was in the lineup. Yes. So, um, with all of that said, we did have the tandem for the Warriors of Draymond Green and Klay Thompson mm-hmm. scoring big. Huge games for them. Yeah, what Draymond had 37, what, 9 and 8 or something yeah. like that? Yeah, Mott's di- listen. And, and Klay Thompson and Klay Thompson had 35. Yeah. Yeah. Go all ahead. you folks that think Steph Curry is the reason Draymond Green is a viable player. Who thinks that? Now, see, you you claim you... I have encountered these people. People? So it's more than one? Person. (laughs) (laughs) But I know it's a lot of people out here with this idea. Mm -hmm. And we beat this to death on this podcast. Yep. That he is playing with a team that is built... I mean, it's not perfect, so I'm not going to use perfection, but this is quite a team that the front office has put into place. It well, is... It, look, it's as, And to have the foresight... It's as perfect as it can be for today's NBA, I'll tell you that. Exactly. And to have the foresight to see where the game is going, to interpret the rules, and to know we build a team this way with players that are multidimensional. And we were watching uh, Draymond on the defensive end really closely... Yes. Uh, these past games, his footwork, the body positioning, the anticipation, the court awareness, it's scary. He's remarkable. He's better than I even thought he was. Yeah, it's frightening, actually. 
And the thing about this game, and, and I think everyone probably saw um, some of Draymond's comments after the game because, you know, Draymond, and like the cover, he's an interesting dude, right? Yeah. He loves Draymond. Um, but he said that defensively they just didn't get it done. He said that starts with me. Yep. Now he's being hard on himself. Yes. Um, because, they, you know, again, they switch everything because they can do that. Yeah. Well, Especially I think – Yeah, and, and I think a part of why he's saying that is he's the emotional leader of the team. Yes, so, he is. So if they don't go for the jugular, he's going to blame himself. I like that. He also yeah. mentioned how uh, he could see the lights dimming in the Trailblazers' eyes at the end of that first quarter because that <laughs> was when Clay Thompson went big. I think he had 18 in that first quarter. Well, that that's the clay bot, right? That's the clay bot. With Clay Thompson, everyone, we call him the clay bot because, you know, every – now and then that algorithm just starts going. There's <laughs> a quarter where he's lights out. It's so, yep. so uh, good. There we go with that. Now, we did have um, the wonderful Damian Lillard. Yes. Right? Yeah, let's talk Blazers now because they won. You know, we don't want to make it this idea where they, you know, the, the Golden State beat themselves. They were beaten in the Rose Garden. And you uh, said that they would win a game. You did give them that. Right, because and this is counter to my what I what I said about Oklahoma City so don't hold that against me <laughs> some, like I said there was some personal things going on with Oklahoma City but whenever you have a guy that can explode like this yeah um Lillard and then you have a complimentary piece as smooth as Mr. CJ McCollum that's a good word for him he's yeah, smooth, he's, smooth right. he's like a locomotive right whereas like if you look at the game where in, in the regular season we talked about i believe that was a february game where lillard i think had 51 and mccullum had a, a 22 point game yeah and that's right. important too because that's end of the season about to come yeah. into the postseason yeah uh also don't discount playing in portland that's why the rose garden is notoriously tough yep um again we are lakers fans we know all about the Rose Garden. Too well. We know it too well. Yes. All due respect to the Rose Garden and the Portland fans. It's tough there. Yeah. Um, so, I, no way that I think Golden State would go in there. Steph Curry and no Steph Curry, really, and, and sweep and sweep the games in Portland. I just didn't see that. Um, yeah. I saw a game like this down the coming down the pipe. Um, where in this game, to juxtapose this with the February game, Lillard had 40. McCollum had, I believe, 20, 22 again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same dynamic there. Now, here's the difference in this game. Yep, tell us. Oh, this is painful. <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu, folks. Oh, Al Farouk Aminu, your favorite. Okay, somehow. <laughs> scored 23 points on nine shots. Whoa, that's in your face. That is so in my face. And, and had 10 rebounds. Yep, but he did miss his last shot. That's only one of the ten. Yes, he was perfect until his last shot. So, <laughs> so let, let's put this in perspective. You have McCollum with twenty-two, Lillard with forty, and then you throw in a wild card. Yeah, of Alfaruka Minu, right? Yeah, with twenty-three, right? That's what you said. Twenty-three, eight out of nine. Yeah, and so that's just going to be a win for Portland when mm-hmm. they get a third contribution like that. Yeah, especially since you know. It was just the Draymond Green, Clay Thompson show on the other end. You know, if they had a third player come in and give them twenty points, that's it would offset. Right, it would offset it. And 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 watching that game, you saw as we went down the stretch, meaning end of the third quarter into the early fourth, Golden State was trying to make that run. 
Yeah. But he would cut it to nine-ish, eight-ish, and you say, okay, here comes Golden State. And then you would get a big shot from Lillard or a big play from McCollum where they would stave off that that momentum shift. And that's what didn't happen as well in game two when uh, the Warriors came back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, again, um, when Lillard scores big like this, it's going to be a reliance on the three ball, eight out of 13 from three. Um, McCollum worked his mid-range, 8 out of 18, 1 out of 5 from 3, so he didn't do it for the three-point line. But, you know, he's going to work that mid-range. Yeah. Um, and, again, this is the guy I can't say enough about because he is not the athletic type. Okay, well, he's gonna he, he's not gifted in that way, but he thinks the game. He understands the game. He understands how to get his shot. He understands how to – he understands pace, and I don't mean a game pace. I mean pacing himself as an individual and a player. Yeah. When to wait, when not to wait. Mm-hmm. Right, when to hesitate, okay, when to just go. He's really – I really enjoy watching him. Um, so just just big shout-out to him. But um, – Yeah, and let's just end this part here. I don't want to uh, say one thing also. Okay. One more guy on Golden State, Sean Livingston, I think had his first bad game since being in the starting lineup. Squidward? Yeah, Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Squidward. And look for that because he is not a starter. He's not used to these kinds of minutes. Even though they keep him at 25, 26 minutes, maybe up into the early, you know, maybe he gets up into 30 every now and then. Those minutes aren't heavy. But remember, when you come off the bench, you're not playing against first-team guys a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It's a different setup. So keep yeah. an eye on him. This is his first game when he, again, like I said, he didn't really play at the level we've seen since Steph Curry went down, and that really hurt him. I think he's kind of been the third guy because Harrison Barnes has, been, Barnes has been struggling. Yeah, he has. And, yeah. you know, he... And Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Didn't show. 0 of 5, so... Oh, the finals MVP, what happened? Finals MVP didn't show. You know, Livingston also reminds me of Jafar. Um, just to end this, <laughs> <laughs> the Trailblazers PR uh, account on Twitter posted this after... Uh, the game. They said um, players with 40 plus points, 10 plus assists in the playoffs since 2000. Here's the list, Scout. McGrady, Bryant, Parker, Rondo, Curry, Westbrook, James, and Lillard. Um, Which Bryant is that? Don't play with me. He had 10 assists in the game? Uh, hey, obviously. No. <gasps> Unbelievable! He actually passes. They have to be talking about him. They can't be talking about Des Bryant. That's the wrong sport. Um, (laughs) Let's move forward to the Cavaliers versus the Hawks. They now you called this one. They did sweep the Hawks today. Uh, In game two, they broke the record for three pointers made Mm -hmm. in the playoffs at twenty five. And in our show notes, everyone, if you want to check it out, uh, we've linked to 538's breakdown of that because even, you know, the stat geeks over there were like, whoa, wait a minute. This is even better than you think it is. Right. Um, so quick impressions on this because we don't need to talk about it. You well, want to LeBron? Well, let me do this first. Yeah, Just so ahead. everyone knows, the Atlanta game plan was to give up the three. In the and pack. that's, you're talking about in game four? It, the whole series. Oh, the whole series. Okay. Yes, because mm-hmm. they were coming off, and I think Millsap spoke to this tonight. Whereas last year, yeah, they were reacting to what happened last year when he got dismantled in the paint, which yes. is really what you would think with the LeBron James team, Kyrie Irving, who is a savant around the the rim. I think we saw that tonight with the hand switching layup, and that oh, kind it's of beautiful. It yeah. is beautiful. Um, so 
that was by design to give up those threes. Yeah, Millsap said, uh, we thought we knew this team. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just they shot them under the table with it. So when we look at this, we say, okay, well, why why are they giving up so many threes? If that was by choice. Now, what I would say is they may have gone a bit overboard giving up the three. Well, what happened is this. Because it, we talked about before we started recording the previous three games for them, and they lost by double digits in each of those games. So for them to lose by one point today mm-hmm. is not that. I mean, game plan wise, okay. I mean, if they yeah, you'll live with that, right? Yeah, if they if they could have done that early on, maybe they could have you know sneaked the game here or there and won. Um, it just didn't pan out. Right. <laughs> in game four. Right. Yeah, it, it's a conscious decision what they were doing. And also what we saw was they were trapping Kyrie Irving off the screen roll. They were hard. So they wanted the ball out of his hands. Whenever you see that, you know there's been a discussion. We want the ball out of his hands on 1-4, on 1-5 one one screen roll. Yeah. But they were using Kevin Love, which they tend to do because he's going to do what? Pop out to the three-point line. And he was making them. And he was making them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also I think... It's better to run it that way. That's why I think Kyrie is so important to them. Yeah. Whereas with LeBron James, you get more of the stationary drive and kick play where guys have grown roots standing and waiting for the pass to shoot the three. I think Love is more effective off of movement. Yeah. And that's what you get with the Kyrie Irving screen roll because you'll see him set the screen, boom, pop out, but then he catches on the move and he can set. There's just a different dynamic there versus I'm standing here and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Yeah. It's a uh, rhythm thing. It's a yeah. rhythm thing. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's almost like a boxing one when LeBron goes in there. We'll do the yeah. defense. Um, now, one thing to note. So the Cavs have not lost a game so far this postseason. Uh, and what I've been tracking is their supposed big three. Mm-hmm. They have been playing really well together so far. I mean, they're scoring, each scoring at least 20 points. In almost every game, uh, certainly in every game of this series that happened. Uh, the question is, can they continue that? And what I would like to hear from you is, do you think this has anything to do with T. Lou's coaching? Yes, I do. I think mm-hmm. it has to do with Tyron Lou. I think there's a lot more movement in what they do. They even, like with Kevin Love most notably, Yep. Um, they're even setting pen downs from him. Like, they'll they'll put LeBron on one side, and he's doing his thing or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call doing his thing. But he has the ball on his hands. Mm-hmm. And opposite of that, they'll set a screen, a pin down for Kevin Love. He'll pop off, and LeBron will hit him. We'll know, we know LeBron will hit him um, yeah. with an accurate pass, and he'll shoot off of that. So there's a lot more movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Juxtaposing that with what we were talking about before with – guy standing around. Now, I'm not blaming that on David Blatt, though, because the inclination is to say that's the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think David Blatt is unaware of this. I think LeBron James has to be talked into this. Ah, You see? And I think Tyron Liu has that relationship where he can do that, as we saw with some of the, uh, we'll call it light clashing early yeah. on. Yeah. So I think that's what's happened. So I'm not sitting here. I'm not blaming David Blatt because David Blatt knows what he's doing, folks. Yeah. Okay. Especially when it comes to ball and man movement. He is not, okay, a dullard when it comes to that. So he coached them to the. 
Yeah, he coached him to the finals and lost Kyrie and, and didn't have Kevin Love at all. Whether right. it helped him or not, we. <laughs> we well, that's an argument, right? We talk about that too. Whereas Tristan Thompson was a positive for them, we believe. Instead of love. Right. Especially mm-hmm. in that Golden State series. But yeah. that's another discussion for another day that will be coming shortly. Okay. With, with the way this Eastern Conference looks. <laughs> so but, now, um, you want to yeah. do a quick LeBron? Yeah, go ahead. Quick. Um, I noticed something in game three I talked to you about mm-hmm. um, where I was really impressed with the way LeBron handled the the game down the stretch. Now they had a uh, maybe a six to eight point lead, but he understood the situation, slowed the team down when it needed to be slowed down, got guys in the positions where we call those attack positions that people need to get to. Yep. He set all that up. And I just want to say that because, you know, I can be hard on LeBron. Well, he's supposed to be the king. I know. I can't be, but I also want to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Um, made a big shot tonight. Right when they were up one, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, thirty-one, thirty-one point two or so seconds left. Yeah, hit a, hit it was it was two. not it was ninety-eight, ninety-seven Cleveland when he when he made that uh, yeah. when he made that 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 long range two pointer. Right. Yeah. And so that's a big shot. Had a couple big defensive plays. Now you know the last three he took that kind of allowed. Atlanta to have a shot at the end, questionable, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that. But I just wanted to say a big <laughs> shout out to LeBron James for the the tempo control of tempo that I saw down the stretch of some of those games. So yeah, and then that, the question for him will be: Can he do that when they're under duress? Well, again, that's when we get into I, talking about him. I class he's kind of a bully to me, and I've said this before. Whereas when things are really going well, or there's not much to lose, mm-hmm. the much better player. Yeah, that's it. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll get to see that this postseason when they're under duress. Can he show that kind of maturity? Because I do think that he really knows what his game is now and he yeah. uh, can execute it effectively. Yep. Uh, moving on to the final matchup Toronto, <laughs> right? The War of Attrition versus Miami. Now, you said that this is going to be a long series, six or seven games. It looks yeah. like it's, looks like you're going to be right. Um, Kyle Lowry has had this mythic Titanic struggle uh, yeah. with his shot. And this isn't just this postseason. It includes the previous postseason. But he found it. Had a big game, didn't he? Yeah, he found a shot. What say you about that? I mean, look, it had to happen at some point. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just think he's um, he's made the most of his talent. Mm-hmm. It's credit to be given there. Yes, but um, there are some limitations um, to his game, and he doesn't. We talked about CJ McCollum, right? Yep. He doesn't understand his own tempo as an individual player, or how things are moving around him to get his shot off the way a McCollum can. So more, McCollum, more like um, your boy Schroeder on the Hawks. <laughs> Y'all thought we were going to get away with not talking about uh, Schroeder. You knew that I was going to sneak that in somewhere. <laughs> Schroeder just looks like a rapper from the 90s. <laughs> you know, like Kwame, you know. Yeah. If oh, anyone, yeah. I, if I, I may be too old if anyone doesn't know who Kwame is with the polka dots or whatever. But, yeah, he just looks like one of those dudes. Yeah, well, he's, 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 uh, he is German. And, you know, they do yeah. like their vintage hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be going to get away. See, the GM folks, the GM is on top of it. 
Mr. Schroeder had a big game today, so big shout out to Mr. Schroeder. He did. Uh, yeah, so you know, but nevertheless, let's let's get back to <laughs> what are we talking about? Toronto and, and right. Miami, and we were talking right. about Kyle Lowry. See, I'm right. here for you. Right. He doesn't um he's not as good as a McCollum. And again, we're talking about limited athletes. He doesn't in my opinion, or from what I see, it's not really an opinion, from what I see, understand what's going on around him and also how that relates to him him with getting his own shot. I even think he comes off of screens where the shot is there and he doesn't take it. Yeah, and, and actually I think one of the articles we linked, it, it talks about um, DeRozan and, and his relationship, uh, mm-hmm. how they relate together, how he needs to hear from his teammates, you know, they tell him, you know, go ahead, take that shot. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really talk about himself if he's not feeling it. They said so they can't really read it. Yeah. Um, so there's this whole thing. So I'm glad you're saying that because, yes, they were saying that he did in some of those earlier games. He was passing up shots that he probably should have taken. Right. And this all goes back to we discussed the Rosen at the, at the last game in the, in the first round series where he was, what, 10 out of 32, something like that. 31, I believe. 31. You have to take the shots that, first of all, your teammates are expecting you to take. Yeah. Right? And the shots that are presented. Okay. You, it, it is disrupt. It's more of a negative not to take those shots. Because you're thinking about it. If Kyle Lowry comes off and, and passes up a shot, this is the NBA. We got 24 seconds here. Really, to be honest, with the eight seconds to get across the line, the, uh, the, the half court line. Yeah. We're looking at 16, 17, 18 seconds to get a shot off. Yeah. Right. So once you pass up a shot that's presented that everyone's expecting you to take, now you're playing against the clock. Now when you move the ball, DeMar DeRozan's in a compromised position because he has eight on the clock. He has to do something. So it's very important to play to what your team expects you to do. Well, and you have to keep the defense honest. Yes. You can't allow them to say, we don't have to worry about this guy. We can run away from him and cover everyone else up because all you're doing is creating a circumstance that's difficult for your teammates. It's this idea that if guys are shooting, it's a negative effect regarding the rest of your teammates when no, it opens things up, right? Even if he misses, there's a chance on the offensive board and things like that. We talk about the Kobe assist. Um, that that statistical breakdown or statistic that was created, um, whereas a miss ain't all bad, y'all. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure he's going. But I'm the point guard. I got to set things up. But right, you, it comes from a good place, right? Right, but, but you, you have to vary what you're doing to yes. to help, like you're saying, your teammates, and to keep the defense on its toes. And like you were saying, uh, with you know, getting guys involved. Let's just end on this note. Charles Barkley after. Um, the Oklahoma City game versus San Antonio wanted to talk about uh, Durant and Westbrook and how they got to trust their guys and you know uh, they they're taking all those all those shots at the end and you know take most of them but not all and uh, even Michael Jordan passed to John Paxson and uh, Steve Kerr. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Go ahead, just give us a quick thought on that, and then we're going to be out of here. Um, there's some merit to. making a better play. I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. And I, we've talked about this. This is not something we've avoided with, especially with the rant where he sets up and, and attempts to generate his offense from maybe not being ideal. Russell Westbrook, maybe sometimes being a little reckless playing outside of himself. All yeah. true. But this idea 
um, that you're just going to pass the guys and they're automatically going to score because you passed it. Right. Is a myth. Okay. Yes. Especially now at home. Yes. You can kind of do that a little more. And Russell Westbrook said this after game three. Mm -hmm. He said, look, I got, you know, Maybe I shouldn't be shooting as much, especially at home. Now, when you yes. go on the road, Deion Wade is, isn't going to give you 17 on 7 out of 11, most likely. You know, I'm just going out on a limb here. Okay. Really? That's no limb. Right. Um, you know, Randy Foy may not give you as strong a 7 minutes or something like that. You're not, you can't count on the contributions from the role players. That's when the superstars really have to step up. And you have to see Durant play like he did tonight in San Antonio. Russell's really going to have to clean the shooting up when they go back on the road, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And he's but, really been, you know. Yeah. But, if he can, but look, if he can get more assists than all of the Spurs well, team. That's the thing with him. His effect yeah. is not based on efficiency. No, it's not. He is so, again, disruptive. Yeah, and he had seven rebounds to go along with those 15 assists. So. Right, and, and we cannot lose sight of, and I don't know if anyone's noticed this, who the great Greg Popovich put Kawhi Leonard on. We talked about this before. Yeah. Because Westbrook is the engine of what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, th this canned response to everything when it comes to superstars about passing and that makes people better. Yeah. It's a little more nuanced with that than that. And also whenever Charles Barkley starts talking, you know, the grain of salt really needs to come out. And, and you can ask Charles Oakley about that. I was waiting for you to bring him up. That's right. <laughs> you don't even have to ask Charles Oakley. He will give you. He will tell you. Right. Yeah. Charles Charles Oakley has been, you know, vocal lately. Very vocal. Yeah, he even yeah. took a shot at the, at the Toronto backcourt a bit, you know. Yes, he did. But, you know, I don't necessarily agree with his take because we talked about the shooting. Whereas if DeRozan and Lowry aren't aggressive, okay, who's generating the shot attempts? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, so, but the point is also with that series, um, you have some key injuries in that series. Yes, and, and yes, so very good because we're going to end right here. Yeah. Um, Valanchunas from the Raptors, their center, um, he's out for the rest of the series. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, Whiteside from the Heat, he's listed as day-to-day. -day. Um, they were both injured in that last game. Mm -hmm. So that also had an effect uh, that certainly probably helped Lowry. Mm. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, you look at that, and Miami is in this series is, is up big in offensive rebound percentage. I mean, they had 23 yeah. Um, so that's 23% of the offensive rebounds that are available they get, which is a big number. Yeah. Um, in opposition to Toronto with 17%. Um, so it, the question is losing Valanchunas, mm -hmm. I would think, hurts more because they're already down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whiteside is, hasn't been ruled out. I believe he has a sprained MCL. Yeah, he's day to day. That's right, sprained MCL. Yeah, so. Valanchunas has a sprained ankle. And he, um, he's gone for the he's series. So. Gone for the series. I think that's a, a bigger problem for Toronto. Mm. Okay. Especially with Dwayne Wade on the loose. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah, attack, and attack, attack. When Valanciunas went out, Dwayne Wade said, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm a, I'm gonna throw this down your throat." So Can I just say one thing before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to wrap up. Go ahead. I know. Just one thing. It is a pleasure. I told a friend of mine this. Uh -huh. It's a pleasure to watch Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Um, especially with the shift in the game 
and some of our, let's call them heroes, retiring and moving on. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure to watch Dwayne Wade, the dinosaur, the way he moves, the pace he plays with, the understanding. It, it's just, I just want to give a huge shout out to Dwayne Wade, who, you know, it's just really a pleasure to watch. And that's just our kind of basketball. So, yeah, I, to, I just want to get that out. He's like, you know, the father of McCollum and... Uh... Kyrie yes. Irving, even a little. It moved the way he moved. Moving. Right now, that obviously mm-hmm. there's there's an athletic element. Yes, it was you know prior to I mean Dwayne Wade has a lot of mileage, but he was a supreme athlete at, at a point you know, when he was a little younger. But now you're seeing yes more kind of the McCollum game with a, a stronger um, ability to finish at the rim. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, big, big shout out to Dwayne Wade. Really appreciate you. Don't know how much longer. Know how mu- don't know how much longer we'll be able to see that. But do you still think that the Heat are going to win this? Yes. Okay, yeah. and that's it, everybody. So we will keep you posted on the NBA playoffs, which constantly give us surprises and things to talk about. Uh, we will bring you that NFL draft discussion. I'm looking forward to it uh, next promise. week. You promise? Okay. We have that on the record. So for the scout, everybody, have a great week. We'll check you next time. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.